0: Right now, we're going to talk about uh, the scene over the pond. Always interesting. Alberta politics are always interesting. UK politics are right there, too. There's always something going on. Um, and the fallout from Boris Johnson's lockdown-violating parties continues to send shockwaves through the United Kingdom yesterday or two days ago now, uh, the former Prime Minister was the subject of a scathing rebuke in the House of Commons. It really was. Um, Johnson saw the writing on the wall, though. He'd resigned the week before, but the reporting went on nonetheless, and now it's about legacy. Where do we go? I mean, Boris Johnson, a lot of people give him credit for sort of resurrecting the party and putting them back in power and the whole Brexit situation and all the rest of that. So there are supporters of Boris Johnson, and there are others who say it's been an absolute cavalcade of clown cars ever since he arrived so uh what does this mean going forward let's find out we're going to chat now with paul Waldy, who is the europe correspondent for globe and mail paul thank you for joining us appreciate your time sure no problem so this report that came out yesterday it was all focusing on these parties right i mean the parties that have been around in the news for a while they were all done during the height of covid when there weren't supposed to be any gatherings that's that's the seed of this correct that's the
1: seed of it, but what the investigation was all about, and this is a committee of uh, members of Parliament called the Privileges Committee, what they were really looking into is what did Boris Johnson tell the House of Commons about this when he was asked, and of course the question there is, did he mislead Parliament by saying that these were all work events, that no rules were broken, and what this committee concluded in, in pretty strong terms was that yes, he did mislead Parliament deliberately several times, and then it also went on to say that he committed serious contempt of Parliament by trying to undermine the work of the Committee and by railing against it. So it's a pretty damning report. This now goes to the full House of Commons for a vote on Monday, and it's very unlikely Boris Johnson will support.
0: Uh, now, this, he would have been sanctioned. Like I said, Johnson, he saw the writing on the wall here, and he got out of town, right? But he's he's resigned. He's left the political scene, at least for now. I mean, we know he's come back before. But um, at at this point in time, it seems like he recognized where this was headed, and he got out last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that caused even more controversy. What happened was the committee had given him a copy of the report sort of in advance on a confidential basis, and then they were going to finalize their work once they got his response. And what he did immediately was go public rail against the findings, rail against the committee members on a personal basis for some of them, and basically then announced abruptly that he was stepping down as an MP, basically preempting any sanction that they could propose. So that just infuriated the committee even more, and they threw a whole bunch of more sanctions at him, or tried to, and said, not only do we think had he remained an MP, we'd have, we would have suspended yeah. him for 90 days, which would automatically trigger a by-election in his riding. They also want to revoke his, a pass that all former MPs get uh, to, to get into the House of Commons. They don't want him to have one of those either. So they got pretty annoyed with his reaction and sort of made the sanctions even more stern than they would have been had he not sort of abruptly announced his resignation and uh, lashed out at them
0: boris johnson is one of those characters in politics it's been controversial back to his time as mayor of london I mean, it's always been interesting exciting chaotic controversial with boris johnson given where we look back now and like i say you know a lot of people who were supporters of brexit and you know supporters of the party he managed to get them back in power a lot of people really like things that boris johnson did a lot of people hate things that he did what's boris johnson's legacy in uk politics is it too early to tell
1: well, it's probably too early. I mean, you can't write him off. I would say that, you know, his, his sort of sway and his his power and, and all of that has kind of faded quite a bit, and this hasn't helped. But, yeah, you got to keep in mind, 2019, Boris Johnson won the biggest majority the Conservative Party has had here in a long time. Uh, he also, you know, given credit for better or worse, he shepherded Brexit through Parliament. He he overcame a whole bunch of obstacles. He got it passed. He he did get it done, as he likes to say. The fallout hasn't been great. and He didn't think through a lot of the details, but that's kind of classic Boris Johnson. So I think, you know, if you look at that kind of thing uh, and, and, and handling of the pandemic was mixed, but he did roll up the vaccine program here much faster than almost any other Western country. So he does get credit for all those kinds of things. But I think his pull, as a campaigner, which, of course, is what he's very, very good at, is kind of waning. And I think the public, certainly the polling in the last week or so, has showed that people are kind of fed up with him, and and it really is time to move on. And his support in Parliament has dwindled substantially, even amongst the sort of hardcore conservatives. So I think you're going to see on Monday either no vote, which is what Boris Johnson's allies are now saying, we don't even want to vote because it would look bad for him, or if there is a vote, only a handful of MPs actually supporting him. So I think, you know, he has kind of faded, but, you know, you, you, you can't write him off. You never know. There's talk now of him running for mayor of London,
0: so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and he may just may win. You never know. What about the the, the broader scope of politics right now and, and how his party... Because, I mean, they've got an election coming up within the next year or so, right? I think it has to be done by the end of 2024. Uh, so there's always an election looming. How does this fit into what's going on? Because his party... Uh, Uh, is not doing too well, right? They're really trailing in the polls at this point.
1: They really are, and none of this helps, because, of course, amid all of this kind of committee report and everything else, Boris Johnson has really taken on the current leader, Rishi Sunak, the current prime minister, whom he blames for leading the charge to push Johnson out a year ago. Now, in between there, we had the Liz Truss premiership, which was a disaster. So the Conservative Party has gone through a year of absolute turmoil. The public has noticed it, and you're right. I mean, there are 16, 20 points behind the polls with the Labour Party. They've, Labor's had a lead now for many, many months. Uh, it's going to be take something pretty dramatic and incredible for them to come back from this. I think pretty much every political observer here is saying that the best case scenario for the Conservatives in the next election is maybe a minority government or stopping Labour from winning a majority. But that's it's going to be very difficult. Sunak has not really impressed people as a great leader. You certainly know Boris Johnson. He's much more of a technocrat type of leader, um, comes from a very wealthy background, which doesn't really help that much to his cause. So it's going to be very, very hard for them to turn this around. And of course, none of this helps. And Boris Johnson is there sort of causing as much mischief as he can. <laughs> so <laughs> none of this bodes well for the Conservatives for the next year.
0: Exactly. Yeah, the battle is on. Paul, great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it.